0: Mornings, news, and views. Comments and opinions expressed are of the host, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily reflect those of Sunrise Broadcasting. Your participation is welcome. The hometown morning hotline is now open at 715-298-9888. And when calling, please turn
1: your radio down. And now, this morning's edition of News and Views. And joining us this morning for News and Views, we welcome back again from the MacGyver Institute, com. President Brett Healy. I, I say this respectfully in light of what's going on elsewhere. Mr. President Healy, how are things going in Madison? <laughs> okay, it looks like we lost him. Let's see if we can get him back. Do we have you now, Brett Healy? Yep. All right, sir. Well, uh, how are things going in Madison as we go round and round the Foxconn merry-go-round?
0: Well, the Foxconn bill is uh, moving through the process. On Monday, the Assembly Committee on Jobs and the Economy met at a uh, hearing, an executive session on the bill. Uh, The final uh, bill passed out of committee on an 8-5 vote. Uh, there was over 20 different amendments that were considered during the the afternoon-long hearing. Uh, unfortunately, it appears that uh, Governor Walker's hope that perhaps this might be a bipartisan process or vote uh, has fallen by the waves, wayside. Uh, after uh, Assembly Democrats offered uh, 23 different amendments, uh, all were voted down on a party-line vote, and uh, no Democrat on the committee uh, voted for the bill.
1: We know with a 64-35 majority, the Assembly will have no difficulty with this passing as we see it, even if there are some Republicans who choose to oppose it. But the Senate is or is not a different story. I've heard from one source uh, that the Senate Majority Leader has the votes. Other sources are saying he doesn't. What are you hearing, President Brett Healy, MacGyver Institute?
0: I think um now that the bill is moving, now that the senators have had their briefing with the nonpartisan uh, fiscal bureau and the Department of Administration Secretary Scott Neitzel, I think the Senate will also move quickly and vote out the Foxconn bill on a on a on a big vote. Um uh, Uh, You're hearing questions and some concerns, but you're not hearing at this point anything that seems to be uh, fatal that would cause uh, a senator or a Republican to vote no at this point.
1: There's been some reports, sir, that some of the financial vetting of Foxconn itself is yet to be completed. Is that an accurate assertion or is that information either inaccurate or incomplete?
0: Well, I think there's going to be a lot of scrutiny, a lot of review of this bill, of this deal. Uh, So the idea that somehow the bill is going to move through the legislature without adequate review for the representatives and or the senators, I don't think that is legitimate. Uh, The uh, WEDIC, the uh, state agency that will oversee the tax credits, appears to need to do some more uh, uh, review of documents, uh, but that uh, that still fits within the memorandum of understanding that they signed with Foxconn. So um, I think not just here, but in, in many ways, we're seeing politics rear its ugly head, and uh, there are a lot of people out there who would prefer that this deal not go through, and they're trying to throw up whatever argument they can at this point to slow it down first and perhaps even uh, uh, defeat it. It doesn't seem like, though, reading the tea leaves and and looking at the the public statements from state representatives and state senators, it doesn't look like the bill will fail, though it looks like it has the momentum to actually pass early next week.
1: Does this mean that the Senate has changed its tune as far as finishing the budget first and not dealing with... What's a special session, Bill? And frankly, uh, Brett Healy, I'm a little confused. It seems like they're moving back and forth between special session and regular session instead of finishing one and then moving to the other. Is this something, sir, that has happened before or regularly as the governor calls for special sessions?
0: I think they're still working out the logistics behind the scenes. I think the three leaders... Senator Fitzgerald and Speaker Voss along with Governor Walker are still trying to figure out the exact timeline and what's going to go first, what's going to go second. Uh, everyone now seems to be in agreement that with the Foxconn uh, deal done and uh, making progress that they can return uh, uh, to the finance committee perhaps as early as next week and uh, start again their work on the uh, on the state budget. Um, So all signals right now, all public signals that we see are that uh, not only is the Foxconn deal going to get voted out of the legislature next week, that they're actually going to get back and finish off the budget in short order as well.
1: As we take a look at any effects that the Foxconn deal may have on the current biennial budget, we're back to the issues of transportation. MacGyver Institute has done a study and found... A huge sum, and we have talked about it with Matt Kittle in the past, uh, one of your investigative reporters. Um, transportation has overshadowed everything else in this budget. I am reading this morning they may compromise at $700 million of budgeting that is going to take care of the projects on the books and get the zoo interchange and anything needed for i-94 for foxconn done brett healy
0: it, it it appears that uh the foxconn deal uh is also going to uh pull the, the entire budget and the transportation budget which as you point out has been the most contentious part of this budget across the finish line um with a deal of this magnitude uh and the uh, type of uh, state incentives they're talking about uh it uh it really kind of limits any sort of flexibility you had in the uh, the overall state budget. So, yeah, I, I think uh, you're going to see some movement from the leaders on their original positions when it comes to bonding. And I think that actually uh, the transportation budget, hopefully, will uh, they'll come to a, 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 a bigger agreement and they'll start moving the transportation budget as well.
1: When we take a look at the problems that David Ross, former mayor of Superior, uh, and he was a secretary elsewhere within the Walker cabinet, has inherited. Is this the most troubled department other than some would say the Department of Public Instruction within the government of the state of Wisconsin, Brett Healy?
0: Certainly the uh, state audits that was published uh, a couple months ago highlighted some serious concerns with how the department was being run. Uh, but as you point out, uh, since the new secretary uh, took over, they seem to be heading in the right direction. Uh, the legislators seem to be giving Secretary Ross credit for uh, bringing a new uh, attitude and a new way of operating to the department. And uh, I think um, now that he's had some time in the job, I think we're going to see. Uh, I think we're going to see some uh, immediate benefits the taxpayers. Uh, Just earlier this month, um, the DOT uh, uh, put out uh, an analysis that showed that they had saved $47 million recently from let savings uh, when they went to negotiate contracts uh, with uh, uh, the different parties for particular road projects. They were actually the department actually negotiated forty-seven million dollars worth of savings compared to the original estimate. That hasn't happened at the department, uh, and that was one of the things highlighted in the audit. Uh, so I think you have right there a the perfect example, an immediate example of the impact that have, uh that uh, Secretary Ross is having on the department, and more importantly, the impact that he's having for taxpayers. He's over there looking out for taxpayers every day, doing whatever he can to save money within the transportation budget, and that's a fresh uh, a fresh breath of uh, uh, compared to past uh, secretaries
1: we need to take a break again my guest this morning news and views brett healy president of the MacIver institute macgyver m-a-c-i-v-e-r institute.com and when we come back we're talking a little bit about more road bonding want to talk a little bit about the bond rating and the state of the state of wisconsin we'll continue our discussion news and views brett healy after this Joining us again here, news and views to the top of the hour. He is the president of the MacIver Institute, MacGyver, M-I-C-I-V-E-R, institute.com. And one of the other stories that, and again, it was Matt Kittle who brought this story, the state's bond rating has improved. Now, we're looking at the possibility of moving in the opposite direction here in Wausau, sir. But uh, when a bond rating improves, especially the state, where is it going from Two, how good is it, and what does that mean for the state?
0: Yeah, this is certainly great news for Wisconsin taxpayers. Uh, Just uh, earlier this month, Moody's uh, upgraded Wisconsin's long-term debt uh, rating to its highest level since 1973. Uh, We currently now are at an AA-1 rating, which is the second highest rating possible, just below the coveted AAA uh, rating, Uh, and that translates into some real savings for taxpayers when we go out and uh, borrow money for large projects and uh, uh, building uh, projects, Um, this higher uh, bond rating will allow us to uh, get a better uh, interest rate on our borrowing and will allow us to uh, save some uh, real money going forward. Uh, We won't know exactly how much until we actually uh, start our next uh, large uh, bonding uh, process, but uh, it's, this is certainly good news for Wisconsin taxpayers.
1: Well, I know right now the prime rate is at about 4.5 percent. The Federal Reserve, I talked to our financial uh, planning expert Kevin Hermaning earlier this morning. He thinks no interest rate hikes till December, 42 percent chance of that right now, according to the experts. If we are one step below that coveted triple A rating, Brett Healy, Will we be getting close to prime, or, as you said, we really can't speculate until we bond our next major project?
0: Yeah, I'm not a bounding expert, but uh, it makes sense that if we're just a half step down from the top, uh, top rating that uh, we're going to get something pretty close to prime. Uh, I think uh, it's also important to note that uh, in Moody's report, uh, the reasons why we're receiving this upgrade uh, – they highlight the fact that we have uh, the only fully funded pension system in the country, uh, while other states are undergoing uh, uh, budget stress because of rising costs and heavy future liabilities in the pension systems. Wisconsin does not have that. And then our economy is delivering steady, and but moderate growth, which is a positive sign. And then they also went out of the way to note that we have uh, – conservatively managed our budgets, which means we're being frugal with taxpayer dollars, and that's always a good
1: thing. As we take a look, sir, at all of these developments, there's still the question out there, and we talked yesterday with Rick Essenberg, Wisconsin Institute for Law and Liberty, about how the redistricting case, and they wrote an amicus brief, uh, and the court has agreed to receive it, The legislature, with the substantial, almost historic Republican majority in the Assembly and still a a relatively comfortable majority in the Senate, would seemingly be able to move forward with any non-budget items with seeming ease once the budget is finished. Do we anticipate some other legislative action that's going to add to Governor Walker's statement that Wisconsin is open for business and bring us more? And if so, are we going to see many of the workers have to bleed across the state lines from Illinois in order to fill these jobs?
0: I think that is a, uh, a key question that everyone has right now, just exactly how is the Foxconn project going to impact employment, not only in southeast Wisconsin, but all of Wisconsin. Uh, and we're just gonna have to wait and see. It would make sense that uh once this project uh gets up and running and we get close to that thirteen thousand job goal, uh, that we may ha- we might have to we might see some residents from Illinois uh come up to Foxconn to work. Uh but that's a still a positive thing for the entire state. We want uh a we want these sort of situations where uh, people are coming to our state not only to open a business like Foxconn, but also then to have workers uh, come here for jobs. Uh, there's a pretty good chance that if they, uh, if someone from Illinois were able to land a job with Foxconn, that eventually they might move up here and become permanent residents, move their family up here, um, uh, and uh, enjoy the full Wisconsin experience. So uh, I think we're going to It'll take some time for us to to figure out exactly how it impacts the employment picture down in southeast Wisconsin, but uh, no matter which way you look at it, it will have a huge impact.
1: And are there other businesses now when they come to Wisconsin? we got about two minutes on the clock, as I'd say, in the sports side of life. Uh, Are there other businesses, sir, that are going to come and to give us the equivalent of, if you know your French, Merci? I
0: I think – there is great potential for the added economic uh, impact of additional businesses uh, coming to Wisconsin now that Foxconn is, has picked Wisconsin. Uh, we're hearing that Foxconn has an interest in cancer research, and they're talking to uh, UW and, and Madison about uh, a facility there. Uh, so I, not only could you see additional uh, an additional impact from Foxconn itself, but then you also have the I uh, hope that other businesses who want to play in the same field as Foxconn or with, want to be a supplier to Foxconn, that they're actually going to uh, locate their their plants and their supply chain uh, apparatus here in Wisconsin
1: as well. And finally, Brett Healy, MacGyver Institute, MacGyverInstitute.com. If this goes through as it looks like it will and Foxconn keeps its commitments, Will they be having an impact on the economy before the 2018 election, and does this make any Democratic candidates largely irrelevant?
0: Well, I think uh, Governor Walker, uh, Democrats have long believed that their single biggest, uh, uh, most effective uh, criticism of Governor Walker has been his original uh, pledge on the number of jobs he would create. Uh, so I think if you take a step back, and if you're being honest about the situation, a, a deal as big as Foxconn with upwards of thirteen thousand potential jobs, that that's a that takes a, a a big dent out of the Democrats' criticism of the governor. So, uh, if this uh, construction starts next year. As some are predicting before the election, uh, I think Governor Walker's going to have a great visual to point to and show people all across the state that his policies for Wisconsin, his fiscal policy for, for policies for Wisconsin are working, and we're seeing a direct impact on uh, the economy and jobs created in the state.
1: That's where we'll need to leave it. Brett Healy, MacGyver Institute, thanks for joining us. Let's talk to you tomorrow. Playing the greatest
0: hits of all time. Cool Oldies, WXC.